return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tattoos and Jesus. Here's your host, Marty Height. I say my last name like Height. It's like I'm German. Yeah, you have Every, a tendency to do that. There's something about intros that you that feel I like say you got to go in. Right. I like I come in hot. Anyway, Josh Martin, you join us today as a special guest. I'm here. I still <laughs> feel I. I'm telling you, I smell hot chocolate somewhere. It might be this coffee, but um, listen, if you're if you're listening, I want you to know right before we started, Josh goes, either this coffee smells really good or it's the microphone. One of our breaths was absolutely delicious one episode, and it stayed stayed on in there. The mic. I can go ahead and tell you, it's not mine. Mm, it's not going to be mine either. We just literally ate. Pizza, That's right. Pepperoni pizza. Shout out though, like we criticized the pumpkin spice cappuccino from QT, but you can't get a better bang for your buck than to order one of their pizzas. It's heavy, heavy. I mean, it's a you big eat pizza. Two slices, and you're done. A lot of cheese. A lot of cheese. I mean, it's lit- it's heavy. It's literally heavy. Literally, it's like part concrete. Yeah, but it's delicious, and <clears> it's <throat> only like, well, how much was it? Twelve bucks, mm, twelve dollars for a large pizza. Mm. Ready in six minutes. Ready in six minutes. You can't beat that. Little Caesars got a little comp. Little Caesars might be faster, but it doesn't taste as good. Mm, I don't know. Little Caesars is banging. No, it's not. Yeah, little Caesars is good. Their extra thin crust is good. The thin crust that's cheese stuffed. If they're Italian extra, okay. Bread. They're, I'm, but we're talking about toe for toe large pizza. They're like toe. they're like five dollars, which they're not like six dollars. Their six dollars standard pizza is not that good. And fresh dollars, yeah. I mean, for six dollars, I guess it's worse. Yeah, that might be the. Mm, I don't know. <clears throat> Here's the. I can eat two pieces of QT pizza, which what would take me four of Little, Little Caesars. Caesars. Yeah. So it's worth about the same amount of money. Right. Um, Flip a coin. Their extra most bestest is good. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. It's very greasy. Yeah, like it, it like it, it tastes good, but it hits you hard. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It hit hundred percent. Um, so tell us what bring us in here. We on the heels of Thanksgiving. Heels. We're on the heels of it. We're on the by heels of it. Like it, it was last week. It's this, over I, the heels. Doesn't that mean that it's just coming up? We're on the heel. We're on the heel. Doesn't that mean we're about to hit it? We're on the heel of Christmas, right? I don't. Is this is, it, is this a this next? <laughs> I've had so many scenarios where that's happened. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what heel means at this point. On <laughs> the heels, meaning. Uh, yeah, how do you even Google that? Following closely after. Yes, you got it. I get a win. All right, heel here. <sighs> on the heels. We're moving into Christmas. Of things. We've got a few episodes lit left to wrap up the year 2022 TNJ. So we're going to do three Christmas episodes, three Christmas coffees. Call this sucker a wrap. Do it for the Trinity, baby. Let's go. Trinity. The Trinity of December. Somebody episodes. told me yesterday. What was it? They were like, yeah. Um, my parents said they wanted their marriage to be more like the Trinity. And I said, the three people? They're polyamorous? He goes, no, 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 like, not like that. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, Try that on Ashley when you get home tonight. Say, I really want want our marriage to be like the Trinity. Listen, she, I would die. no. You have a coffee for us. Yeah, we have, we, we have Christmas coffee. <laughs> introduce this festive blend to us today. So we have Christmas coffee here today. Me and Sarah actually tried it. Um, 
We tried it Thanksgiving Day? No, Saturday. The Saturday after Thanksgiving. The Saturday before Thanksgiving. Do you even know what you're doing? And yeah, because I was thinking we put up Christmas decorations the day that we drank it. And so it's Starbucks Christmas Blend. Oh, and that's just what it's called. The Christmas Blend from Starbucks. Whole beans. I bought it from Ingles. They had a little stand in front. It was just tempting me. It's a Christmas Blend featuring Rare Age Sumatra, one of mine rare? and Marty's, fa- Marty and I's favorites. Notes of spiced chocolate and spruce tip beef tips. Beef spruce tips. (laughs) Notes of spiced. We should just do that. Just like randomly, like see if like we had a guest on, we'd be like, yeah, the coffee has random hints of white gravy, (laughs) roast beef, and green beans. If we release any more coffees of our own, that's what we'll do for the ingredients. We'll make up things. I I mean, Mm. to be honest. We were talking about this last night at Small Group. There's apparently a website called Possum Paintings or something. And they take a possum, they put paint they put paint on the bottom of its feet and it walks around a canvas. And they sell them? And they sell them for like twenty five dollars a piece. You wanna buy one? And it's like you could really do that. Uh, and then it shows a picture of the possum. It's got like a little jacket on with a little like artist brush in his pocket. Like the possum. People would buy that. Yeah. Just well, if, it you, caught, if it was trendy, it yeah. could be a million dollar Well, there's also, have you not seen the elephant that paints with a paintbrush with its trunk? Excuse me? Yeah. In the United States? Is that relevant? Is that... Um, Can you have an elephant that paints with a paintbrush? <sighs> Listen, Christmas blend, Starbucks, Sumatra. <laughs> I, I haven't tried this yet. It feels so hot. It is scorching you, hot. You just brewed it. Scorching hot. I will say it does not smell like Christmas. The Christmas we're used to. The Christmas of my childhood. You just slurped hard on that. That's, that's good. Did you lose your tongue? No, I did it the does way it, Tyler taught me to do it. Oh, yeah, the... The slurping, the slurp, slurping turp. Does it smell like your microphone? No, my microphone smells like pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm scared to try it. It's not bad. Do a little slurp. It's actually pretty good. It, it really, in all honesty, in all hands down honesty, this is not Christmas. This is just another coffee. Sumatra. I definitely 100% taste Sumatra. Like, if you were to tell me what blend this is, it reminds me exactly like the Sumatra that we had from Little River. But I put a little sugar in it. You put a little sugar in it. Yeah, I'm almost regretting that. I almost feel like it would have been fine without. How much sugar did you put in it? One pack. Oh, okay. I think it's delicious. Yeah, it's good. It's dark. But see, in your mind, see, this is what gets you. Once you've tasted the top... But here's okay. This is where Everything I'm confused. Else falls short. When it says it's a Christmas blend, like mm-hmm. I expect there to be something Christmassy about it. Yeah, spruce tips. There's no spruce. T- I taste dark no chocolate and spruce. I, do, spice I taste chocolate. none of that. There is none of that present on my tongue. Spice chocolate <coughs> and bruce, no. spruce. That'd tips. be like saying like, all right, here's our pumpkin spice. It's a Sumatra blend, sweet with sweet pumpkin. velvety notes of spice chocolate and spruce tips. I keep saying that word. I don't know what it means. Hold on. <laughs> Spruce, it's a tree. Is it? A spruce? It's a pine tree, you goob. They put pine cones in this? Yes. What am I, Ice Age? Spruce tips are... No, they're evergreen trees belonging to the pine cone family. Evergreen is a pine tree. I spiked this word, grizzly. I don't taste anything. I taste zero... Spruce are tips. You, are you sick? No. I taste. Do you taste? I taste coffee, Sumatra, spruce tips. It just tastes like coffee. What do spruce tips taste like? They have a bright citrus flavor. Yeah, that's not in there. They have a bright <laughs> citrus flavor that works with well in both savory and sweet dishes. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. They're edible. 
So if you see a pine tree, here's, go eat the spruce tips. Okay, They're so here's, bright and citrusy. I got a score. Christmas coffee? Christmas zero. Coffee. No. It gets a zero for no, Christmas you got, coffee. No, you can't be that it do, However, just for a... If you didn't tell me, this if was I was Christmas. not expecting seasonal freshness... Where would you have ranked it? Honestly, 8-3. For just a regular cup of coffee? It's absolutely delicious. I would have given it an 8-3. It is absolutely... It's a delicious cup of coffee. It is is hands down better than regular uh, Starbucks beans in a bag. Yeah. Like, no questions asked. Probably one of the best cups of Starbucks brand beans, coffee, ground, otherwise, I've ever had. I agree. I go seven eight regular cup. I go six one Christmas. Six one Christmas. So seven eight. So slightly so, above, but so it's at eight point oh five for like a coffee score. Uh, one of the best cups we've had this year. All year, really. Um, only to be beaten by Brewberry, which was clearly a um, fair score. I'm gonna be honest, Brewberry is <clears throat> delicious. It is. Like even though it's, I mean it's not technically our coffee. We didn't invent it. We do need to go and invent one. Yeah, like that they have not. Here like, I've got I've got an idea. Together. Maybe Starbucks will work with us. I have an idea for a Christmas coffee that they clearly don't. It's one that tastes like Christmas. What would you put in it? What would I put in it? Um, it would have to have Pine needles from a Christmas tree. A little gingerbread men. Ooh, a gingerbread. Would be right? Nice. So, like, you got to think, if you tasted a coffee and it had a, um, it would have to have a spice to it. It would have to have some, like, cinnamon ginger type spiciness to it. Um, I don't know if you can compliment that. See, here's the thing is, Christmas coffee has to go one of two ways. It has to either go slightly minty, because Christmas and peppermints go together, or it has to go slightly spicy, like a cinnamon gingery type. I feel like that is the those are the two options. I just typed in cinnamon gingerbread Christmas coffee. And I got a bunch of recipes. Recipes? No. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a Starbucks gingerbread coffee. It probably tastes more like Christmas than this does. They have K cups too. Big lots. I mean, do you target. just what would you put in a Christmas coffee? Whatever the fresh market puts in it, because it's absolutely amazing. That's true. It is really good. Like if there's two things that I would pour on my body, Clock Ranch and Fresh Market Christmas blend coffee. Did you see And your- the sauce that you put on shawarma. Absolutely delicious. Shawarma sauce? It's absolutely delicious. You would pour those on your body? Yeah, like if I had, a, if I had, if you told me you have three sauces that you can only pour on your body, then <laughs> if that question ever came up, those are my answers. I feel like this is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm judging you, but we're gonna win a contest one day. It's gonna be all right. So because they're gonna out. say name three sauces, I'll write it on a card. Josh is going shawarma sauce. I got it memorized. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> like if we're for some reason, if we're on a cruise ship. And they bring us two up, and we play the marriage game for some yeah, odd reason. Yeah. And they say, what are the three sauces he would put on his body? You would get it. Nobody, I guarantee you nobody else on the entire ship would get it. Nobody's going to get that. So what would your three sauces be? You tell me. What three sauces would I pour on my body? I ain't got a clue. I don't even know what sauce you eat. It's not that Chipotle sauce that I just had. Yeah. Three sauces? That you absolutely love that you wouldn't mind having. Sweet first. Baby Ray's. That's what I put on my ribs. Yeah, absolutely delicious. delicious. Sweet Baby Ray's is a very universal sauce. Um, <clears throat> Water. Pete's Ranch. Pete's Ranch is good. From Gaffney. Pete's, Pete's from, Gaffney. from Gaffney. Yeah. Um, their ranch is absolutely balling. Mm. Um, and Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. Those are fair sauces. Mm-hmm. Fair sauces. Honestly, like, even though my coffee's not technically a sauce, but liquid, those are, those are liquid, the, yeah. Hey, which would make it that much more impressive that I, right, get it fresh right. market. Uh, anyway, we'll speaking free cruise. Speaking of things that go together, mm. 
I'm going to make you a list, and I want you. So you last week you you really you kind of do a non traditional Thanksgiving. You and your wife made seafood. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need you to answer this question, not related to crab legs. Okay. Traditional Thanksgiving dishes. Okay. Which is your favorite? I'm like, let's agree real quick. Think, traditional Thanksgiving dishes. You have turkey, ham are the two typical meats that are present. Cooked a variety of manners. All right, turkey, ham, and then typically there's dressing and some sort of maybe a gravy. But dressing in the south, in the south, there's also going to be macaroni and cheese, green bean casserole, um, sweet potatoes, or some version of sweet potatoes or yams. Um, whether it be sweet potato souffle or yams or something of that nature, and then a cranberry dish, whether it be sliced out of the can, Marty's preference, or Trash. like a cranberry casserole. Like, there's going to be. Is there anything else that you would consider primary to the Thanksgiving holiday? Brussels sprouts. I wasn't trying to set you up for that, but but okay, we too- can derail. Would you? Do you think Brussels sprouts is a traditional Thanksgiving dish? I would think Brussels sprouts could be a traditional Thanksgiving dish for like vegetarians. For vegetarians. I mean, yeah. They could probably, like Tyranny, she would probably do Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. But. Would it make the no, list? No, it would not make the list. Would it? Would it, if the list was doubled in length? Would it make that list? No. Okay. No, I would probably. There would probably be some. QT Pizza would be on that list before Brussels sprouts. Would be on that <laughs> list. More than likely. <laughs> um, I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, you know who you are. Mm. You know what this is about. We have a coworker who stated that she took Brussels sprouts at Thanksgiving and didn't understand why we couldn't understand why that happened. And that everybody was raving about these Brussels Raving sprouts. about... Because let me make something really clear. In no way, shape, or form are we questioning the quality of the Brussels sprouts. No, in no way. I'm sure they're delicious. I've said we need to have them here. I don't even like Brussels sprouts, but they sound delicious. But it's not a Thanksgiving dish. No. It's kind of like if you <clears throat> took dandelions and baked them. And put a glaze on them. <laughs> it's about the same thing. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> when you taste it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it's like it's got that earthy. I feel like they fit green. more. So you know the traditional New Year's meal of like whatever black eyed peas, black eyed peas, greens. Like I feel like they fit in that meal better. Probably. Okay, so my my initial question, though, was this. Macaroni and cheese. That's your favorite? Macaroni and cheese. That wasn't going to be my question. You said, what was your favorite dish? I didn't. I you didn't. Did. I was, you said that before you listed all of them. Oh, yeah, that was going to be my question. When yours What's your least cranberry favorite? Sauce? Cranberries? I don't eat cranberry. Cranberry sauce would be at the bottom of the list. Like, I would rather... QT pizzas above that? Yeah. Brussels sprouts? Brussels sprouts might be above cranberry sauce. Why do you hate cranberry sauce? It's terrible. It comes out of a can. Yeah. It even has the ridges of the can formed in it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, no. Like When's I, the last time you tried like, it? You know what? what? I'll eat Jello for <laughs> Thanksgiving when I absolutely have to. It's but like I'm not tart Jello. <laughs> I'm not going to choose that life yet. <laughs> you wait till you're old and they're like, you want green Jello or red Jello? Yeah. What? Cranberry sauce. When is the last time you tried any? I don't know. Probably a few Thanksgivings ago. Uh, that's one of my favorites. That's unfortunate. Okay, so do you want to tell me? Uh, let me tell you this. You know what one of my favorite things to eat is? I'll say this: dressing has grown on me. I, like dressing two good. years ago. Two years ago, I or maybe three years ago, I skipped dressing altogether. I didn't even eat it at all. The whole Thanksgiving, I was like, I don't like it. I don't want it. I'm not going to waste room in my stomach. For this food. There's something that happened over the last two years, though. Caught maturity, getting old. I tried it, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. I could eat this. So what I'd love to do is I love to combine the cranberry 
with like the starchiness of like a potato or a like dressing, a little, sweet. Mm. A little sweet salty action or whatever that combo is. And so, literally for a snack after Thanksgiving, I warmed up a bowl of dressing and then put cranberry sauce on top of it or cra- sliced cranberries on top. You get a little bite of both going. That's something. Sounds miserable. Miserable? That sounds miserable. It's really good. I mean, I can see how it could be appealing, but you might it's, as well it's just kind of, it's like take cornbread and put jello on top of it. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I might give me another cup of this. Yes, coffee's delicious. You are going to go get another cup of it. So now who am I going to talk to? Continue. Tell 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 a monologue. Look. I'm going to read a poem. It's hard to get up after eating this QT pizza. I'm not going to lie. I know. Like, it. the weight of this pizza is really setting in. Like, you I need had the to coffee. go. Go get the coffee. You could have I need to go to the gym. Um, Speaking of the gym. All right. So I had. Can you hear me? I had something happen yesterday. Yesterday, when when did I text you? Yesterday morning. All right, so I had this situation happen yesterday morning that got me thinking. So there was this dude working out in the gym, and he had his hat on backwards, and I thought that the hat said single, S I N G L E, and I'm like, well, this man's he's advertising, and uh, and then I realized it did not say single. It said something else. It was S-I-N-G, so, I don't know. I forget what it said, but it was not single. It was sing, actually. S-I-N-G-H, now that you say that. What is that? Is that? I mean, there's a golfer named Sing. Anyway, nobody else can hear that. Josh is chirping in from the other room. Um, but it reminded me of something that happened to me in high school. And it got me thinking. I'm over there on the... I'm riding the bike, and I'm thinking, and I remember it was like, it had to have been like 10th grade, 9th or 10th grade, maybe 9th. We were going to the fair, right? And so, fair just came through Spartanburg, or Columbia, wherever, came through South Carolina a few weeks ago. Um, We know that because, like always, there was a shooting. (sighs) Did you go? Did you get shot? Did you shoot? No, we went that Sunday. You looked? after. You went after the shooting. Were there less people there? No, still prepacked. So what's what's crazy is so when I remember back to that day, so that like that was probably one of the only times I went to the fair, like and legitimately experienced it, like as a teenager. That day before I went, trying to be funny, I took a white T-shirt and I wrote "single" across it. And big black Sharpie markers, S-I-N-G-L-E, right? And so if you're my family, you probably, you may remember that. And so I went and met my friends at the fair. And the whole time walking around, <clears throat> you know, just with this t-shirt that says single, thinking I'm just hilarious. How old were you again? I think I, I don't 31. even know if, I don't know if I drove myself. 15, 16? 32. 30. This was like, this was actually at the fair this year. no. It was like uh, 15, 16. <clears throat> I honestly think, just a quick comment, if you were to see that now and you saw a kid, you would think it's absolutely hilarious still to this day. <laughs> like I can see you like taking a picture of this kid and being like, look at this, this is hilarious. It was. I, I do. You're right. <laughs> still to this day. No questions. Um, You're you walking around with a single shirt. Yeah. What's crazy is... I got stuck in this circle of people that were getting into a fight, and I didn't realize it. And I'm 95% sure one of them flashed a gun. Because I remember everyone just started running. Like, I looked over, and a dude pulled up his shirt, and there was something metallic there. And then everybody started moving quick. And I was like, we got to get out of here. <clears throat> Don't shoot me. I'm single. <laughs> Don't shoot me, bro. <laughs> I ain't got married yet. But this is where my thought went. Is I was not like I was stupid as a teenager. Like I did silly things, not like problem. Like I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, I didn't party. I just did silly stuff, right? Like one time, I, me and my buddy took a, we stole a shopping cart, 
and took it home and took it apart. So it was just the base, you know, like the four wheels and the little basket. And I attached a chair to it. And then we hooked it to the back of the riding lawnmower and would like give each other rides until we flipped each other off. And like I talked to my dad into getting on it. And my mom, I remember she was like, this is a bad idea. And my dad was like, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> and so you could sit on this chair and your feet were in like the front, you know, with the little, you would like slide your potatoes or sugar bags or whatever. Like your feet are sitting, you're sitting on this. And sure enough, my goal was to throw my dad off. Like no questions. I go around the house on this riding mower where there's like a steep hill and I just whip it. So it just goes. <laughs> that was my, that was my teenage. That's what I did. Like one time we found a safe and we like we threw it out of my truck going like 30 miles an hour trying to get it to bust open. Like just stupid crap. I was not confident relationally. Like I was that not. That was your lead up to that statement? That, that's correct. Uh, that was your lead up? Yeah, because I feel like you need to, I need to clarify like being confident and having fun as a human is different than being confident to walk up to a girl or to walk up to somebody and be like, hey, what's up? Like, that's a, to- there's to- there's different levels. It's different. <clears throat> I was very insecure when it came to what people thought of me. When it came to, I like this person, do they like me? Like, how do I address that? How do I handle that? If I don't know this girl, but I think she's cute, like, walking up and striking up a conversation. Like, I didn't have that kind of confidence. I was very insecure in that way. And so, as I was thinking yesterday, and it just all flashed really quickly. So you, it was a very quick so you wrote single on your shirt That's to right. kind of bypass the conversation. Which gets me to my thing is, like, I was so overcompensating. I was, like, I was so insecure that I became grossly over the top with something just ridiculous to like overcompensate for what was something that was like very uncomfortable to me. Did you ever do anything like that? Were you like really overcompensated for something that you, the way that you viewed yourself was like, mm, I'm pretty inadequate in this area <clears throat> or insecure or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, maybe I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I told you we were going to have this conversation. Did you not think? No, I was leading into... I wasn't thinking about personal examples. Isn't that a thing, though? <coughs> I, what it did make me think of, it was it was making me think about how some... some uh, Maybe even counseling. Like, you're so nervous about something. You're so anxious about something. You're so insecure about something that you over-dramatize it to make <coughs> it not as nervous yeah. is that like how different would you say that is compared to what you're talking about you're talking about doing the paradox like, like paradoxical like, like you're so you're so you nervous up, about the, the shake maybe shaking there in public speaking that you you go over and over dramatize it. it to where it, it's not an issue anymore because you've already you don't talk <laughs> so, about so are you telling me are you talking that when you, you go talk? to speak in public you stand in the back like just wiggling your whole body isn't that a thing <laughs> In a, in a to thing? kind of overdo it? Am I making that up? I, I don't feel like I read I that somewhere. I think people do that. Like I have done that. Like you shake it out, but I don't think that has to do with overcompensating. I think you're just trying to shake it out. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's like the idea of I get wrinkles out of laundry by shaking them. That's not overcompensation. <laughs> Well, if you were worried about shaking, I don't know what you're googling right now, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's going to get you yeah, what you it's want. Not, it's not, yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's something. I feel like I read that somewhere. Anyway, um, I mean, okay. Another example is comedians do this all the time. Yeah, Come- that's true. like comedians, like they always say, like fat comedians are the funniest, and then when a comedian loses weight, they quit being as funny. Right? You ever heard that? And so it's the idea of like they are compensating for their insecurity by making jokes, right? Using humor. And then oftentimes the humor they use will be about the insecurity itself. Like a fat comedian makes fat jokes that are really funny, but secretly they're incredibly insecure about the fact that they're overweight. So where do you think... 
there's a gnat flying in my face. Where do you think it becomes beneficial and where do you think it, it becomes an issue? You okay? No, there's a gnat trying to fly up my nose. How is overcompensating beneficial? Because none, I mean, it's still like you're, you don't know what you're talking about right now. No, you look confused. Overcompensating in the sense of like you put off more than what you really are is negative. I get that aspect. But in certain examples that you use, like it can be a helpful way. Like the comedians, the more you talk about it, the less insecure you probably would be about it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're using it more than they're overcompensating for it. Like in my mind, right. overcompensating would be like a different thing. Like you're hiding something that you really are, whereas they're being vocal about what what their insecurities are. Like I feel like that's a difference. Does that make sense? <clears throat> I guess it depends. Because personally. I think, like, let's just use humor, making fun of ourselves. I think it's, <clears throat> it can be beneficial because in, like, with comics, they become famous. They make money. They, life of the party, whatever it may be. And so, like, there's that value, but I don't think that ultimately heals them of that wound. Because I think ultimately what it is, is it's, and this is the thought I was chewing on is why. Like, why do we do that? <clears throat> why do we try to overcompensate? Like, why do we lean into that? And I think it's almost like if I, it hurts to know it's true, but it hurts more if you point it out. So I'm going to make the joke first. So then it doesn't hurt to hear you say it too. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I think in some ways we over like overcompensate, and that's just one example. Like humor is one example of how we overcompensate, and I think it goes back to like, well, if I just make the joke first, it takes a little bit of the sting out of it. Like, is there something? I mean, I think you're just the most confident person in the world, and you can't even connect to this idea. No, it makes a lot of sense because you. But you you get ahead of the game. What I'm thinking through, like I was thinking through our, our conversation about Adam and Eve and how we are driven by fears and insecurities and in our mm -hmm. actions, and it remi reminded me of what you just said. Like we're gonna take the first step to avoid that insecurity or that fear of it yeah. being revealed by somebody else. Like this is a whole another element to it. Where I'd ra I would I would rather it be me than somebody else because if it's somebody yeah. else, then I just. And so, like, when you – it kind of reminds me of, like, if you were made fun of or you were, you know, bullied or whatever. I was thinking about when I would swim when I was little. I'd have these two giant earplugs because I have a hole in my eardrum. And they were mm -hmm. blue and red. And so it looked like big <laughs> gum – it looked like somebody chewed gum yeah. and covered them in my ear. And so I would always hate swimming because I'd have to wear them. And so everybody always made fun of my – so I would have to either, A, not go, or B, say something first. Yeah, that's a great example. Like, <clears throat> all right, let me go put my gumballs in. Like, so you would have to go ahead and beat them to the punch. That's right. Let me just go avoid, ahead and just pop the bubble on the whole thing. Yeah, you got to avoid. But I think that was beneficial. Yeah. Because but it, it still came from a place of embarrassment. Right. So what are we saving ourselves from? <clears throat> Not being accepted? How okay, how about how about riding a scooter? I mean riding a bicycle. We've established that you do not know how to ride a bicycle. Yeah, but I had the scooter because I was getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting it. Especially that second time when you uh snapped it in half. What <clears throat> very good point. What so about not being able to ride a bike was never a sore, a sore spot for you. It was when all my friends would ride a bike, and I'm sitting there about three miles back on my scooter. 
but it wouldn't be something like there's no overcompensating the fact that I have this scooter and but you wouldn't show up bikes. and be like scooter gang has arrived. <clears throat> I mean, I would. I would. I mean, I. I mean, you would have to play into it for it not to hurt as much. But realistically, now it's paid off. I guess, like, because you got strong calves. What? I mean, in elementary school, your boy, his right calf was just. I mean, you would have thought I was the next Graham Gano, Justin Tucker, my leg, but ready to kick it. No, I mean, it would have. You would have to play into it. Yeah. But see. Okay, so here's here's my question. Mm-hmm. It could be a sense. I don't know. It could be a sense of confidence in a way to where you're giving yourself confidence about the situation by going ahead and admitting it. Yeah. Like so, once I like once I went ahead and just admitted it, it gave me more confidence to continue to do it like that's actually a really good point because it's i think there's two sides of the coin the first question you ask a minute goes what are we trying to avoid when we do that Mm -hmm. and then there's this question is what does that give us when we do that Mm -hmm. and i hadn't really thought about that because you're right like you're dealing with a situation that you don't have control over or you feel like you don't have control at least in that moment Mm -hmm. right like the comedian who makes a joke about himself, could he lose weight? Sure, but he's not going to lose weight today. Mm. He's not going to lose 100 pounds today. Um, or could you learn to ride a bike? Yeah, but not, it's not going to happen today. Um, and so it's like it gives you it gives you back control. Yeah. Because when you're the one that's calling the shots, right, you're making the joke, you're leaning into it, you're making a big deal of it. Instead of feeling powerless to it, you you reassert power over the situation. Mm-hmm. And so that that leads me back into like leaning into thinking through like kids who pick on other kids or kids who bully. Mm-hmm. That situation in itself, like if you lean into that, what you're saying, like you get control, you get power back, you get it takes away that power that the other person yeah. might be trying to take away from you to make themselves well, a, feel better. I don't think a lot of times it has to do with the person in front of you. So like, whether it be a bully or a situation like that, like you're reasserting power, but I don't always think it's because the person in front of you has taken away your power. But it does make me ask the question, who's taking away your power? Like Who's taking away your feeling of being securely accepted and in control uh, of the situation in which you live? And so somebody, because a lot of times with bullies, it comes from home. They might be mistreated, whether it be by a brother or a sister or a parent or a guardian or a life situation. They feel powerless to a life situation. And so they reassert power on something they perceive to be um, conquerable, basically. A weak kid, a new kid, a younger kid. Like there's a, it's, a, it's a power contest. Mm. <clears throat> Thank you. I think it also plays a lot into, like, acceptance. Like, in the sense of, because I'm thinking through, like, I don't care now, obviously, but, like, but then it was a big deal because I was still in a stage of. You're still talking about gumball ears here? Yeah, gumball okay. ears or bike, really. But I was still in a, in a phase to where I'm, uh, you're in that identity stage. You want to feel accepted by friends. You want to feel. And so, like, all these, like, all of the, you see it a lot through, you know, teenage years, childhood, is like, these these irrational situations mean the world to you because mm-hmm. it can make or break where you feel accepted in the moment by other people around you. Now, if you have that established, say you have an established friend group, you have an established family life, some of those insecurities that you have around people might not care about because you've already got that acceptance so i'm thinking like now like all my friends are friends all my family's like there's nothing there's nothing that like, like I can, you can, I can go to the beach not an issue. break out some earplugs and it's not an issue nobody's gonna leave you over that yeah and so because i already got that acceptance and so which i think goes to the fear what is it that we fear in these situations mm-hmm. rejection yeah 
so whatever version of rejection that we're, we're facing, what criticism, you know, outright friend group friendships, like being part of the group or whatever, like rejection. Yeah. Like yeah. at our core, we want to belong. <clears throat> and so a lot of times if we don't belong, we will over, overcompensation is one version. Like right. over, like there's other ways that people handle situations. This is just one example of how like I reacted. It was I overcompensated in a way that almost put me in a situation and not feel weird. Because if you think at it in because the lens. I consciously made myself weird. Culturally. Currently, you could walk into a restaurant or a mall or whatever, gas station, mm-hmm. you're going to feel 100% secure in everything that you are. Literally do the same thing in a different country, you immediately become insecure. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're accepted or not. You don't know kind of the where you're accepted, if you're accepted, especially if you're by yourself. Yeah. But then you put like, say you're, for I'm thinking through a mission trip lens, say you're with like six or seven other people Mm-hmm. You're more confident. Like your confidence grows when you walk in there. You take that. You take those people away. And it's just you. Mm-hmm. Insecurity kind of builds up. And so I feel like what you know with what you like the fear of. I think fear of the rejection spot on. I think it's money. I think it's a retweet. And here's the thing: is I think sometimes that in life is it is an evolution of trying to feel out, figure out like who we are, right and. And it's learning how to, instead of trying to change who you are to be who you think you should be, it's learning how to embrace who you are and being okay with that, right? Like, <clears throat> like society creates these molds of like, this is what the ideal person should look like. The ideal person should be, the whatever that... And so I feel like I spent a long time trying to figure out how can I force myself to fit that mold and, and instead of just being like, or how can I just say, how do I make myself the best version of me that I can be and embrace some of these things that I actually want to dislike about myself? Because the truth is, is when you embrace yourself, when you embrace who you are, People are attracted to that. They're attracted to people that are confident. They're attracted to people that are okay with themselves, and they're not trying to fake and be somebody else. That thought literally leads me into one of the thoughts that I wrote down for this week, so that's perfect, which was, have you seen the new Wednesday show on Netflix? (sighs) My wife just watched it. Love it. She thought it was mediocre. I loved it. She said at the end it redeemed itself, but it was just okay. Okay. We're on the last episode, <clears> so don't tell me. So Wednesday, she dies. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday Adams. If anybody who knows, just go watch it. Anyway, Wednesday Adams is a different breed. It's the Adams yeah. family. Yeah. She loves death. She loves all things horror. She loves all things scary. Mm-hmm. She loves to be scared. She loves the. She loves fear. She like she and. She is literally a, the epitome of embracing and loving insecurities, fears. Like, this is who she is. And so with what you said is, like, it makes me think, can you, because she's anti-everybody as well. Like, she's 100%. She sounds like a real winner. Yeah. She doesn't really care for friends, but she does care for friends. And so it kind of plays on that. But so my thought was, going to the point you just made, is there any way to feel self-sufficient without other people's acceptance? And that's the kicker. Is I don't think we should. <clears throat> I almost feel like this is just a perversion of something that's actually a God-given instinct. Like, we are not made to be on an island. We are made for relationships. We're made for connection. We're made to be in relationship with our creator, but then also the people in our lives. Like we're made to be in relationship and to receive value and to give value in those relationships. And so in some ways, the insecurities that we have, I think are a result of brokenness, not because we should just quit caring. 
Like, I think there's value in caring about other people. I think there's value in all of these things. It's just when it goes to an unhealthy extreme, it becomes an insecurity, and then we try to overcompensate or make an adaption to make it less painful to experience. Because that's what makes... I'm sitting there watching it, and it's like it, I'm drawn to, like, like Wednesday's per Like, nobody understands why they like her. Mm-hmm. And it's because she's so self-confident she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And that's said throughout the se- like the whole season. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about other people's opinions. She doesn't care. She's going to do her, you know. She's going to be her. But it's I think it's leading into this like but I think part insecurity. Of that is well that's the thing. I think that in itself is it's overcome. It's like Yeah. I care so much I choose not to care. Right. And it, it was based off of, it gave a little insight, it was based off an event that happened where she cried and she didn't want to feel like that again, mm-hmm. so she completely went, yes. leaned into completely becoming this mm-hmm. other person. Mm-hmm. And so the answer, since you, you kind of gave an answer in the Marty <clears throat> way, <laughs> your answer to can you be self-sufficient without others' acceptance is no. Because we're not... Not in a healthy way at We're least. not created... <clears throat> yeah, to not, do that. Not in a healthy way. So Wednesday Adams realistically is not is not a real goal. It's not a real It's not not a good goal. Not a good goal to have. But it's a it's an attractive goal, not in the physical sense, obviously, but yeah. like in the personality sense of not caring about any, what anybody thinks, mm-hmm. being completely self sufficient by yourself. And you're okay with being alone mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like those are the things, but there's that's a, not realistic. There's a girl that's in my class in college right now, and I literally told her like a month ago, we were talking about observable qualities in ourselves. She goes, "What do you think about me?" Because that's how she comes across. She comes across like, "This is who I am. This is what I do. I dare you to say something about it." And I'm going to tell you that I don't care what you think. Yeah. And I told her, I said, "I think you come across hard, like you don't care." I said but I think you're probably one of the people in the room that care the most, but you're not willing to admit it. And one of the reasons I said that, she threw a knife at you. No, she said, I don't know about that. That's what she said. But the reason I said that is she consistently acts like she does not care. However, she's the only person in the entire class that picked up on the fact that my boys are adopted, stayed after class one day to ask me about it. I said, hey, you said your boys are adopted. Like, what's what's that about? And then she proceeded to tell me about her mom had adopted a lot of kids. And, like, she had a lot of brothers and sisters and stuff. And several of them were adopted. And so, like, I could tell it struck a chord. And then there was another situation where she came up. She's like, I thought I'd turn this in. Like, where is it? She goes, I told you I did this. Like, she's coming hard. And I said, well, why don't you just email it to me? And then she's like. Uh, I don't know how to do that. So I'm like, I think she just has some struggles. Because so, she's smart. She's got straight A's. But there's something there. And I was like, let me show you. And I showed her how to do it. And so it's like, I think she's trying to mask, which really a very sensitive heart, by acting like she doesn't have a heart. And here's the thing, is we kind of, Work to conclusion. As I was, as I'm chewing on this, I don't think this ever stops for us, mm. because most of these situations are they're irrelevant, but they're tied into a deeper need, and that is acceptance versus rejection. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that core need changes in life. It's just what we attach it to does. When I was in high school, it may have been attached to. Do I have a cool car or a stupid car? Do I do good athletically or, or, or academically? Or am I dating somebody? Do people find that person attractive? Like there's these different things. Do I have a job or not have a job? There's these different qualities that that we judge to say, am I cool or not cool? Accepted, not accepted. But that doesn't change as you get older. What changes <clears throat> is what that looks like, right? When I was out of grad school, Right. It was, are you dating somebody? Are you married? Are you not married? And then it becomes, do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Why not? How are you doing in your job? Do you have a job? Do you have a career? Are you advancing in that? Are you not advancing in that? 
right? Are, are you making $100,000? You're not making $100,000? Like, what's the financial goals? And then it becomes once you have a family, you know, it's like, what are the, okay, like, do you run your house well? Is there chaos in your home? Is it, so then it's like, hey, put a smile on your face, look good, straighten up. Like, I just, I don't think the, the core desire to be accepted changes. It's just the factors we use to judge that amongst our peers change. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't going to break out a single shirt anymore. Not going to happen. Right. Mainly because I'm married. Right. Um, <clears throat> even though my wife's about to go to Vegas for a few days. Okay. So I might I might break it out. The craziest thing you'll do is, like, pick up takeout on the way home or something. That's true. I will do absolutely nothing. Um. So... What was the moral of the story? Oh, oh, oh. I'm not going to do that anymore because it doesn't fit what's defining that acceptance. But so that's the question is, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? If you're listening, what are you doing today that is in response to the insecurity that you might not be accepted? Are you pretending like your marriage is better than it is? Are you pretending like you're not struggling as a parent with your kids? You know, are you struggling because you're not as successful in your job as you wish you were? You're not completing school. Like, what what is it that you're still trying to put a front on about? Because secretly you're just scared that you're not good enough and that people won't accept you. I think we all face that in some way. I think it's great. Retweet cosine. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to end it on that. That was good. Because there's a whole spiritual aspect of that as well, yeah. but we're not going to go down that road. Yeah, like what does God say about that? Yeah. How does he, define, you know. Confession. This one I'm going to tell you. Hmm. I'll wear earplugs in my ears with you any day. I mean, I appreciate it. I got, I'm not going to wear a single shirt with you, but <laughs> I'll figure something out. All right. Well, listen, that's a wrap. Christmas episode number one in the books. Number If you want some absolutely delicious coffee that tastes nothing like Christmas, try the Starbucks Christmas blend. (laughs) Yeah, we might try to might try to hit up gingerbread next week. Gingerbread. Oh, Oh, you know what next week is though? The traditional annual, either next week or the next. The traditional annual. Traditional annual. Music playlist of the year wrap up. Me and Marty have decided that mm-hmm. when it comes out, I think it comes out next week, that we will talk. We did this last year. Yep, yep, yep. Most played songs on Most our playlist. Most played songs for the year. Mm-hmm. A little fun episode. Michael Buble. Mm. We're going to take guesses. Okay. We'll take guesses. But. All right. Till next time, y'all. Behave yourselves. Holla. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.